Welcome to Heads Up on Money, the heads up you need to make better financial choices. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of your favourite podcast. Coming up today, your guide to income tax. Hi money nerds, welcome and thanks once again for joining me on the podcast. Today we're talking about quite a dry subject, often perceived dry, but it's of relevance to a huge number of people. The majority of the listeners will pay income tax. It is likely to be the main tax that you pay. Income tax is all around us and often we don't really think about it. We don't have that detailed an understanding of the income tax system. Typically it's just taken, collected via our payroll and we pay the money and away it goes to the tax man, tax woman and we think no more about it. But today I'm going to be giving you a bit of a rundown in terms of what is income tax, what are the income tax levels you need to be aware of and what kinds of income is income tax levied on. Okay, I get it, it doesn't sound like the most exciting thing in the world, but we're going to dissect this in traditional heads up on money fashion, we're going to bin the jargon, bin the waffle, I'm just going to strip this back and tell you what you need to know and what you need to do. So before we get started on the fun that is today's episode, just a quick call out for me to say if you're enjoying the podcast, do leave a rating, do leave a review, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And if you can spread the word, tell a couple of your friends, a couple of family members, if you think they'll get benefit from this. And today's episode, as I said, is one that should extend to many people. If you've got an understanding of the income tax system, then you can understand where the possible nuances apply in the danger zones and where you might be paying more tax than you need to. If you get an understanding of that, it can be of great benefit to you. So spread the word. I really appreciate it, money nerds. It's great that we're getting this podcast out to so many people and I really appreciate the feedback I've received so far, but keep spreading the word. So let's talk income tax. Income tax is the tax that most of us pay. Now, crucial factor is that it doesn't necessarily just relate to your employment income. As we'll see Later on in the podcast, there are other variations of income which are still subject to the general income tax regime. But for the majority of people, income tax basically means tax on your employment income. Sounds pretty self-explanatory, doesn't it? And yet, you get your gross salary paid to you every month, and there are some deductions that occur in arriving at your net salary, and the biggest one of those is more than likely going to be the income tax deduction that you pay to the government. What do you need to know really when it comes to income tax? So key point number one is the income tax system is a progressive tax system. And what I mean by that is the more you earn, the higher rate of income tax you will pay. So it's think of this as a sliding scale. You work up from zero income, building up to certain thresholds, And once you breach those thresholds, the level of income tax you pay will go up. And there are varying rates. And to add further complication to things, as you'll know, dear listeners, I am based in Edinburgh. I am Scottish and we love to do things differently in Scotland. And we have our own tax regime. 
when it comes to income tax. So we have our own thresholds, we have our own tax rates, but the principles apply both north and south of the border. It's a progressive tax system that starts from zero and builds up to fairly high punitive rates for the higher earners. Now, of course, the government, they label this as those who can afford to pay the greatest amount of tax, pay the greatest amount of tax, and those who are at the lower end of the earning spectrum will pay less in income tax, or in some cases, no income tax at all. So that's really why they've designed the income tax system to be the way it is, and where you sit on the fairness debate on that is a personal matter. I'm here just to dissect and tell you what you need to know around the financial side of things. So just to share one of the biggest misconceptions I see around income tax amongst most people is it's a progressive system and as your income increases you go through these thresholds and the rate you'll pay will increase. Now I'm going to use the UK rates for argument's sake in this podcast because there are less of them, it's a bit less complicated than in Scotland, but the principle stands that as you increase your income you go up through various thresholds and the percentage that you will be charged on your income levied to income tax will increase. Now, the misconception arises that what happens when your income goes over a certain threshold? So what I mean by this is if you are a basic rate taxpayer, and we'll explain what that means in a moment, if you get a, let's say, a bonus that gets paid at Christmas time and pushes you into the higher rate threshold, does that suddenly mean that now your income is going to be charged at a higher percentage of tax because you've breached a threshold? Well, the answer is no. It basically means that only income that carries on into that new threshold will be charged at the new rate. Any income you'd earned before that will continue to have been levied at the rate you had before. So key point number one is you often think, oh, if I earn a pound more and I go into a higher rate tax threshold, oh my God, I'm going to be facing with masses of tax because I'm now a higher rate taxpayer. I was a basic rate taxpayer. Now I'm going to be paying more in income tax and that's not the case. Think of this as a journey forward and it's only once you pass certain signposts along the journey that new tax thresholds will arise. So let's put some context into this. You start off with no earnings whatsoever. You earn nothing. Obviously you have no earnings to earn tax upon. Fairly self-explanatory. Now, there is a certain allowance, which you've probably heard of, called the personal allowance. And the personal allowance basically is your income tax freebie. Pretty much everyone has one. There are some caveats to that in more nuanced and subtle examples, which I will go on to later in the podcast. But broadly speaking, let's keep this simple. Everybody has a personal allowance. And in their personal allowance, that will vary each year, depending on external factors such as the government that sets the tax thresholds, the various allowances they want to give us. It varies from year to year, and at the time of recording, the tax-free threshold sits at £12,570. So if you have income from your employer under £12,570, you will not pay income tax. You're officially a nil rate taxpayer, which is great. You don't have to pay a penny to HMRC. And this is what I'm talking about in that the income tax system is based on the premise that the higher earners 
subsidise the lower earners. Now, for most of us, the personal allowance will be breached. It's reasonable to assume that earnings over a tax year, and a reminder here, tax years are not calendar years. They run from April to April every year. Just another wonderful thing in the world of personal finances to keep us all on our toes. But anyway, let's assume, like many of us, that you're earning above the personal allowance threshold. So what happens thereafter? Well, in the UK, south of the border rates, there are three thresholds. And they come in the basic rate form, the higher rate form, and the additional rate form. Now, there are various bandings in which the basic rate applies. So going back to our example and the analogy of you setting out on a journey throughout the tax year... You set off on your earning trajectory and the first £12,570 is in your pocket tax-free. And after this, you're in the basic rate threshold band and you can earn another £37,700. Again, don't get hung up on the numbers here. These are the rates that are prevailing at the moment in the time I'm recording this podcast. Things will change. The premises are that you can earn up to basically £50,000 £270 gross and thereafter you will be then entering into the higher rate threshold. So if your income is below £50,270 you will have a personal allowance at the start of that and then the in-between element between £12,570 and £50,270 which comes to £37,700 will be levied at the basic rate threshold. Then what happens when you have a promotion at work or a bonus that's paid to you, pushes you into that higher rate threshold. Well, as I said, that doesn't mean that everything now changes to the higher rate of income tax. Only income that is earned thereafter is levied at a higher rate of income tax. And the same principle applies if you were to jump from the higher rate to the additional rate threshold. And so just a quick recap on this so far. The first £12,570 is the personal allowance. You don't pay any income tax on that level. Beyond that, and up to £50,270, you'll be paying basic rate income tax, which means 20% income tax. Beyond that, you're in the higher rate, 40% tax threshold, which takes you up to income of 125140 And then anything over that, you'll jump into the additional rate threshold, which means you're paying income tax at a rate of 45%. Now remember, these are all marginal tax rates, which means they only apply once you've breached that threshold and to income that carries forward thereafter. Income that preceded it and the other thresholds will still have been levied at those amounts. So what you effectively end up with is a weighted average of sorts of the various income tax rates you pay across the varying income levels you have. Again, don't get stressed by the details here. The key takeaway for you is there are various income tax thresholds with various percentage tax rates applied to them and you have a journey which you move forward in and throughout that journey you'll move from tax-free income to basic rate to higher rate to additional rate. And that is, of course, if you are earning certain levels that take you into these thresholds. The majority of taxpayers in the UK will be basic rate taxpayers. So look at your own situation, look at your own numbers, and you'll understand which thresholds you fall into. So, so far, we've looked at the personal allowance being the universal freebie available to most people in which you pay 0% tax on your income, up to 12570 Now, 
I mentioned earlier there are some nuances where the personal allowance doesn't apply. It's not for me to go into the details in today's podcast. All you need to know is if you are a higher rate taxpayer and you typically earn over £100,000, your personal allowance starts to be reduced once you earn above these levels. It's a bit of a quirk in the tax system, something to be aware of if you are hovering around the £100,000 income level. Just keep in mind, typically what happens after this is for every £2 you earn above that level, your personal allowance goes down by £1. Again, I'll cover this in another podcast and some of the planning opportunities you can look at around that to help reduce the taxes you pay. But it's just a caveat just to say that the personal allowance isn't necessarily available to everyone. But for simplicity, let's just assume that pretty much all of us do have the personal allowance other than people who are earning certain thresholds. So thus far, we've looked at income tax through the lens of employment income. Now, that isn't just what income tax is charged upon. Income tax is a pretty broad and varied tax. It can be applied on your employment income. And this is not just salary. It can be the P11D benefit. It might be things like a car allowance from your employer. Employment income, income tax is charged on that also. That may be on self-employed profits for those of you that perhaps don't have an employer per se who collects your income tax through your payroll. You will have to pay self-assessment and you'll make tax returns for your company or as a sole trader, you will be paying income tax just like an employee would pay income tax. Other typical areas where income tax is levied will be on rental income. So if you're a landlord or landlady, the rental income you enjoy from your properties will also fall under the income tax regime, as will savings income. So things that you're like interest from the banks or the building societies or certain investments you might have. Dividend income also falls under the income tax regime. There's no such thing as a dividend tax. There's dividend rates and dividend tax brackets, but it still falls under an income tax charge. It's still charged to income tax. And the last thing is a bit more bespoke and a bit more unique and not applicable to most people is is life assurance policy gains. So What we're talking about here is chargeable gains if you have investment bonds, which are a fairly niche investment product that some higher rate and additional rate taxpayers use in order to optimise their tax positions. If you make a gain on these policies, that too will fall in the income tax regime. Again, don't get worried about the details for now. The key takeaway here is that the income tax regime is broad. It doesn't just apply to employment income there are a number of different income streams that fall under the income tax regime. So naturally, you may be wondering, okay, what happens when I've got a few of these things mixed around together? How does income tax work in that regard? Well, the best way to visualize this is there's almost a kind of hierarchical pyramid that applies to the various income streams that you may have. And Typically, the way that tax is worked out and and the relevant rates and percentages you will apply is based upon this kind of pyramidal stacking analogy. Now, what I'm getting at here is there's what's known in the industry as the, the order of taxation. So the order in which income is typically taxed is as follows. At the base of the pyramid is what's called non-savings income. So here we're talking about typical things like Earnings you may have from an employer, self-employed earnings, rental profits. 
There may be pension income you have from a guaranteed pension scheme that's now kicking in, you're in retirement, you still pay income tax on your pensions. All of these go together in the bottom rung of that pyramid, non-savings income. Then as you move up, you work into what's called the savings income bracket. And typical entries that occur here will be things like interest payments. And after that, you get into the dividend income rung of the ladder pyramid, whatever you want to call this. And thereafter, it'll be some things like onshore bond gains, which I'm not going to get into today to complicate things. Let's look at this as a simple three-tier pyramid. The base tier is things like your employment income. The middle tier is your savings income, so interest primarily, interest from investments. And the top tier is dividend income. And again, these basically work in the premise that you stack your various incomes on top of one another. So if you've got a salary of £30,000, that's your bottom rung. If you have about a grand in interest you earn each year, that gets added on on top of that. And then similarly, if you've got an investment portfolio and you earn five grand in dividends from that each year, that will go on the very top. So these get stacked up in one another and that basically works out where they fall in terms of the relevant tax rates that will apply to each of the income sources. Now I know this is quite complicated, but do bear with me. When it comes to things like your employment income, as we've talked about, you have your personal allowance, which can offset against your income and you pay no tax on the first £12,570. Now to complicate things slightly, there are other freebies that we have that basically mean we don't have to pay income tax on certain levels. And in the context of your savings income, so let's use an analogy of interest you earn from a bank account, there's something called the starting rate for savings, which is £5,000. Now, this is a slightly complicated band in that what it means is that the first £5,000 of savings income, let's say £5,000 of interest you earn, will be levied at 0%. So you don't pay any income tax on that, which again is a good thing. But here comes the caveat. This sits above the personal allowance. And if you earn income from your employment or pension or rental income above the personal allowance, this other band, the starting rate band for savings, the £5,000 level, gets washed out. So what I'm talking about here, example, is if you earn a really good salary, let's say £50,000, that means you've, you've lost full entitlement to the starting rate band for savings. The £5,000 for your savings income doesn't sit on top of that £50,000, it doesn't move around it basically starts to become eroded if you earn above £12,570. So what this means pretty much is if your employment income is greater than £17,570, where have you got that, I hear you ask? That is the personal allowance of £12,570 and the starting rate band for savings of £5,000 added together. Once you've got to that total of 17,570, you have lost your starting rate band for savings. So it's a fairly nuanced freebie. It's not as great as the personal allowance. It's really only applicable to those people who the majority of their income is comprised of interest, which is a fairly niche amount. 
So theoretically, if you were retired, let's say, and you had no pension income coming in, you had no employment income coming in, you had no rental income coming in, and you had, let's say, interest from lots of money in the bank, and reminder, everyone, you shouldn't be holding too much in the bank because of the terminator of wealth that is inflation. If you've just got money in the bank and your only income stream is interest from the bank, Technically speaking, you could have £17,570 of tax-free income, which should be used up by your personal allowance of £12,570 and the further £5,000 you were entitled to under the starting rate band for savings. But for the majority of us, the starting rate band for savings disappears into non-existence. However, here we go, another caveat. There is another allowance that is slightly more useful, which is called the personal savings allowance. And we can offset this against our savings income, regardless of how much we earn. So I talked about before the fact that if you earn above the personal allowance, you start to lose your starting rate band for savings. The personal savings allowance, that doesn't apply. But what does apply is you've got varying personal savings allowance entitlements depending upon which tax threshold you fall into. So keeping this simple... If you're a basic rate taxpayer, you get £1,000 of a personal savings allowance. If you're a higher rate taxpayer, you get £500. And if you're an additional rate taxpayer, you get diddly squat. So taking a step back, what have we learned here? We've understood that income tax is not just necessarily tax on employment income. There are various different streams of income on which income tax is levied. Remember, we have a pyramid and a hierarchy in terms of where these incomes sit. At the bottom of the pyramid, we've got your typical employment income. In the middle of the pyramid, we've got your interest income. And at the top of the pyramid, we've got your dividend income, keeping this all simple. Now, above the tax-free personal allowance that we have, £12,570, there are two other freebies that we've been offered by the government, which are the starting rate band for savings and the personal savings allowance. Why do they have to be such similar names? I don't get it. Anyway, the starting rate band for savings is pretty redundant because it's likely it's all going to be eroded once you earn above the personal allowance anyway. But the personal savings allowance is a bit more valuable because it's fixed and doesn't get washed away by earning higher levels. Instead, it's static and will be based upon which threshold you fall into. If you're basic rate, you get a thousand quid. If it's higher rate, you get 500. And if you're an additional rate taxpayer, you get nothing. And breathe. I appreciate there's a lot to take in there. So that's covering off the first two rungs in the pyramid of income tax. Remember, you've got your salary, typically, then you've got your interest, and then you've got dividends. So what happens if you've got dividend income? Well, dividend income has its own set of tax rates. Of course it does, because why would we keep it simple? And it's different to other sources of income. And typically, dividend rates are lower than other rates of income tax. So there's been a bit of a dispute in the last few years as to whether dividend rates will start to become aligned with classic income tax rates. But where we're at, at the moment is they are lower and the rates that apply, again, will depend upon whether you're a basic rate, a higher rate or an additional rate taxpayer. And working out which of those bands you fall into, remember that your dividends sit at the very top of the tree. So if you've got other income that's pushing you into the higher rate threshold, your dividend income will be taxed at the higher rate. 
And if you've got income, let's say you've got a salary of, of 200 grand, say, you're obviously then pushing yourself into the additional rate threshold of income tax. So any dividend income you have, because dividend sits at the very top, it goes at the very end, naturally it will fall into the prevailing additional rate of tax that's payable. But the difference is that the rates aren't the same. So again, based upon current trends, but the basic rate tax threshold for dividends is 8.75%. The higher rate is 33.75 and the additional rate is 39.35. Who cares? These details don't matter. What you need to know is that dividends have their own regime. And like the other income types we've talked about, dividends also have their freebie. It's called a dividend allowance, imaginatively. It has come down quite a lot over the last few tax years as the government are trying to recoup some of the costs of the COVID pandemic. But the dividend allowance is currently sitting at a fairly pathetic £1,000. So you can earn £1,000 worth of dividends every tax year without paying dividend income tax. But above this, the amount you'll be charged will be levied based upon whether your dividends fall into the basic rate, the higher rate or the additional rate threshold. Okay, I think that is more than enough on the wonderful topic that is income tax. There's a lot of numbers, a lot of thresholds, a lot of different tax names I've thrown at you today. Don't get hung up on the details because these numbers, these percentages, these thresholds change year on year from budget to budget. All that I really wanted you to take from today, dear money nerds, is your understanding that income tax is a fairly fluid system. There are different types of income that fall into the income tax regime, some of which you will likely have. Looking at the broad consensus, the majority of people, they will have salaried income and they will also have savings and investments that may be subject to income tax in the form of the interest they earn or income tax in the form of the dividends they earn. So you've got varying different incomes Each one has their own subtle freebies that are available to them, such as the personal allowance, the personal savings allowance, the starting rate band for savings. These are all just based on the same principle that you have a certain amount that is tax-free and thereafter the tax that is levied will depend upon which of the bands you fall into and what the actual prevailing tax rates are depending upon the source of income. So for instance, classic employment income is levied at different percentages to dividend income. So by now you should have a much greater appreciation of the income tax system. And as you can see, it's a bit more complicated than it may appear at first. It's been a bit of a meteor one this week, guys, so thank you for your interest. Let me know what you think of the episode. And as I said, share this to as many people as you can because income tax is a wide net applicable to almost all of us. Get the word out there. Let's improve people's understandings of income tax because once you've got the understanding nailed down and you understand how the thresholds relate to one another and which income falls into which threshold, you can then start to do some of the more fun things that gets me out of bed every day and we try and optimise your positions to make the most of the tax thresholds that you're in, and we try and reduce taxes where we can. 
which means more money in your pocket to do what you want rather than it being paid to the tax man. So on that note, I think it's time to put the kettle on, grab a cup of tea or something stronger after that one. Be proud of yourself for sticking with it. By listening to the last half hour, you already know so much more than the majority of people. And that's what it's all about here at Heads Up On Money, giving you the financial power to take control of your own finances. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you on the next one. (music) 